Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Sunny. I am Sunlight's community advisor, and I am also a Sunlight mom of two. My kids have used Sunlight since preschool, and we are now in our 10th year using Sunlight. And I am joined by two of our Sunlight advisors today, Barbara and Marcy. Ladies, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Marcy. I'm a Sunlight mom of two as well. Um, I think I homeschooled for about 21 years with Sunlight. I think that's two kids, K to 12, and uh, empty nesting now, which is super fun. Hi, I'm Barbara. Um, So yeah, I've also homeschooled with Sunlight, I think a little over 20 years with my kids also, K to 12, uh, two sons, and um, they've they're post-college and I've got two um, lovely daughter-in-laws and two grandchildren, two girls, two grandgirls. So yeah, that's, and I've been an advisor, I think for maybe 20 years or so. All right, great. So you guys have a ton of experience and we wanted to have you on today to let people know a little bit more about who our Sunlight Advisors are and what types of things you guys can help with. Um, You're an advocate for families that are considering homeschooling all the way up to people who have used Sunlight for years. Ultimately, you're here to help people homeschool successfully. So let's kind of start by answering some of the questions you hear most frequently as Sunlight Advisors. Um, So somebody who's starting out or maybe they've had kids who have used Sunlight for a while, but they're trying to determine next year's curriculum or, you know, maybe their kids are being pulled out of school this year and they're trying to determine curriculum. What are the steps they should do to figure that out? We have a ton of different programs. So how do you help them narrow that down? Yeah, I can start with that. So first thing you want to do is really, you want to determine what subjects you want to use with Sunlight. We have so many. We have the big all subjects packages, which is literally all subjects in one package. Uh, we also sell math separately or science. So you really want to look first at what you want to order from us. Um, and then from there, you just go to the different um, you know, parts on the website. Um, you can order by grade, you know, which is going to be the all subjects package. You can order by uh, subject if you just want, say, a science program or a math program. And you can also order by level, uh, which is going to list both the all subjects packages and also the history Bible literature. So there's different ways to really navigate our um, our website depending on what you what you're looking for. I think it's good to know too that we have placement tests on the website, so you can do a placement test for reading, language arts, and math if you have elementary kiddos. Um, and I always advise people when you're looking for a history level to really look at those age ranges. When you shop by level, they're listed by age range, and because we're talking about literature. That age range is really important to the maturity of the material. Um, And I would also check out the about section on the website. Read about our method. Find out if that's a good fit for your family. Yeah, we've got two great articles, Marcy, right? We've got the the 20 reasons not to buy sunlight, which is an amazing um, uh, article. And then the 19 reasons why families love sunlight. And that will give you a good overview of sunlight's educational philosophy to see if it lines up with yours, you know, and if you don't have one, you know, because you're just starting, it, it's a good, 
skeleton to really determine, you know, what's going to be right for your family. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. And we also have four day and five day programs. What are the benefits or advantages to using one program over the other? I'll start with that one. So the four day and the five day, most people will ask, am I missing out on anything? And how much longer does a five day day take than a four day day? Um, So I think it's good to know that there's about the same amount of work in a five day and a four day. We didn't just take the work from a five day and smush it into four to give you four longer days. Um, The main sequence is the same between the two. So I don't think you're missing out on a whole lot of content. The five day has more time. So you may spend more time or go a little deeper in some areas, but the main content should be pretty much the same. Um, And we're not suggesting necessarily that you only do school four days a week. I like to frame it as we're scheduling sunlight four days a week. That fifth day can be used for lots of things. It can be used for your field trips or your co-op or to catch up on things, give you some flexibility so that you know if you didn't get to something, you always have that day. So there's a lot of ways to use the four-day schedule in a five-day school week. Yeah, some people... um... They like they want those extra books. They're like, oh, what am I missing out? You know, so we do sell them um, under the additional items tab for each package. So a lot of parents will buy those books on the side, not have a schedule for them, but just read them, you know, whenever they've got time. So but those are um, definitely um, a lot of people do that because they they don't want to miss out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely one of those. I don't ever want to skip this one. (laughs) All the books. (laughs) Yeah. So Marcy, you mentioned the age ranges earlier for the history Bible literature programs. So if you are teaching more than one student, how do you choose if you combine them or what is combining maybe not a good choice on one of those programs? You know, how do you make that decision? If you don't know what combining is, the first thing I would direct you to is um, the video about homeschooling sunlight with multiple students on the website. It's a little cartoon video. It's super good explanation of why we do that, how we do that, how it all works. So that's the first place I would start. Um, Combining them for history, Bible, literature, and sometimes science usually works best when they're between two and three years apart in age um, because we're looking at that maturity level. So if their age ranges are too far apart, it's either gonna be too old or too young for one of the children in your group. Um, And Barb, do you wanna speak about when it doesn't work? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got uh, customers that say, can I combine, for example, my first grader and my seventh grader? You know, the gap is just way too broad to really do that. While you can, to a certain degree, you can combine them, it's not really combining. You're really just catering more maybe to your seventh grader with everything and maybe just used what we call the table subjects for your first grader, which would be the readers, uh, language arts, math, and handwriting. And then the first grader will just listen, you know, as much as they possibly can on that seventh grade uh, readers and literature and stuff, but it's not really combining, but, but yeah, but I would say that's probably not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) So would you say if somebody did that, that the first grader then should repeat the same program, you know, in later years when they're more mature and ready to do that? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And in the, and sometimes even if they want to do that, you know, which is certainly, you know, an option to do instead of doing two packages, especially for first time sunlight users, uh, is to maybe just order a little um, science program for the first grader. So there's some books that they have at their level as well. Um, so, yeah. So then they would, of course, you know, reuse the program later when they're in seventh grade. 
right, perfect. And you did mention the uh, assessments as well for like reading and math and things like that. What do you do though if uh, your assessments come back and maybe you're one level in reading and a level in language arts for the same student? or if they're testing below the grade level that maybe they were in in school, you know, how do you make those decisions when it's not quite what you're expecting? Yeah, good question. So we get that a lot. Um, so it's not unusual for students to have a higher reading level than language arts. So what we recommend, we always rec um, using the same readers as the language arts because they're integrated. Um, and then just supplementing with higher level reading books from the library, just to keep the students, you know, challenged in reading and interested. Um, so that's what we um, we suggest because the, like the spelling will come from the readers, um, usually the copy work, even some of the writing assignments. So it's it's just really important to keep that integrated. Um, and uh, Marcy, do you want to take it if um, if it's um, you know a little bit too challenging on the language? Sure. Arts? Sure. Um, you know, if you take the assessment and it doesn't come out where you think it should, or it doesn't say the right grade level, I would say don't panic. Um, when you switch from one curriculum, the one they've been using in school to another, that's a pretty common thing to see. We teach things maybe in a different order or maybe in a different way than they have learned it in school. So that can sometimes affect that. Um, and also that's the beauty of homeschooling. You can get them the level that they need. Um, when you're in a public school classroom, not everybody's reading at the same level. Okay, so there really isn't a second grade reading, even in a public school classroom, you'll have different levels. Um, so don't panic. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add also that on those placement tests, like we expect you to read the questions to your child, you know, and also they maybe even explain some of the terminology because like Marcy said, it might've been something different, you know, or maybe they just don't remember, you know, a particular, you know, part of writing mechanics. So it's okay for the parents to explain something to the student. And, um, and also if they're maybe reading at grade three level, but they happen to place in a language arts, you know, in their third grader language arts one, our language arts program are spiral. So it's going to review it every year. So it might be okay to start with the grade two or the grade three, and maybe they just need a little extra help along the way. Because um, somebody's going to review this all the way through, I think it's level W, we're we going to have grammar and all that. So it's okay um, that the student doesn't know everything right from the get-go. Okay, great. And if you're still trying to decide, let's say you are kind of hovering between levels or something like that, can one of you explain or both of you explain what our sample policy is and how you might be able to actually touch and use curriculum and see what's going to work best for your family? So um, every program has a three-week sample. You'll find that by going to the product page, and there are several gray tabs underneath the product picture. One of those will say samples. You can click on that, and uh, if you have a Sunlight account and you're logged in, they'll pop right up for you. If you don't have a Sunlight account, then you'll want to put in your, um, I think, your email address, and then that will provide you with access to the samples. There is also a consumables page or I'm sorry, not consumable samples, samples page on the website that'll have them all in one place. All right, great. And how do you teach with sunlight? Are there lesson plans, tests, videos? I know for somebody that's maybe brand new to sunlight, they don't know what our IGs are, any of that. Can you kind of give a uh, brief description synopsis of what the curriculum looks like and then how people would use it to teach? Yeah, certainly. So um, Sunlight's a literature-based program. Okay, it's not 
it's not online, it's not workbooks, it's not boring textbooks, as we like to say, it's going to be literature-based. Um, we include all of the instruction instructor's guides in your packages for you. Um, so there's nothing you have to invent. You don't have to write any lesson plans. Um, everything is literally spelled out for you every single day. So we say, if you can read, you can teach. It's that easy. <laughs> All the answers, answer keys, um, everything included. So literature-based means um, it's books. It's like real books, book, book books. And um, for example, like you might be reading, you know, uh, Johnny Tremaine or American History or Charlotte's Web in the younger years. Um, the thing with sunlight is the history in the younger levels from K through uh, B plus C, history, Bible, literature, B plus C, the history books are going to be, the history will come only from the history books. The read alouds that the parents read out loud, they're not tied into the history at this level. And the readers that the kids read at that level are not integrated with the history either. Starting with D and all the way through W, that's when things change, where the read-alouds that the parents read and the history books um, and the readers that the kids read, everything is fully integrated with the history. Um, so that's a key, um, a key thing to remember um, when choosing that not everything is tied in together in the younger levels. I was going to show you one of these. I grab it. Perfect. I love examples. <laughs> <laughs> So this is your strong sunlight instructor's guide. The one that you will get won't be bound like this. It'll go in your blue notebook, but okay. Where's my schedule page? Oh, I grabbed one that doesn't really have a schedule page. <laughs> Plan B. <laughs> okay, there we go. So this is gonna have your schedule. It's gonna tell you what to do every day. It's gonna give you notes, map assignments. It's kind of not holding together very well for me, but it's gonna give you notes, map assignments, timeline assignments. So it's really open and go. You open it up, you read down your column for that day and it tells you everything to do. It tells you the questions to ask. It tells you where to find things on the map. Um, so you don't need to prepare anything. We've done it all for you. Jan, what is the best way to organize your day? I noticed you talked about going down the columns. Um, are there other options as well? And then on the website or the catalog where you see the amount of time to do a program, is that everything or just your history, Bible, literature? Can you give us some more information about that? Yeah, on our website, the uh, on the scope and sequence page, yes, that's an estimated estimated time uh, for um, for all subjects, not just the history. Okay. Um, and that's going to vary, you know, depending on how fast you read, how much time you spend actually discussing the questions, you know, or making up your own questions, um, how focused the kids might be, uh, if there's interruptions, you know, uh, that sort of thing. So, but it's pretty, it's pretty accurate, I would say, as far as estimated time for that. Um, uh, as far as the scheduling the day, it's really going to vary um, with us. Um, I had two kids and my kids are five, they're five years apart. So I, I tried to Bible in the morning. First thing, you know, while they were eating breakfast, um, I was reading, they couldn't talk. So we would just, they would just listen. And then we moved right into math. Um, math was, is not my favorite subject. So we wanted to get that done first. Um, we did that probably a little break after math. And then we did um, language arts. Um, that was not their favorite subject. So we did that next. And then we did probably short break, a little snack, you know, because you want to get hungry and cranky. That doesn't make for a good school day. So then we did um, science before lunch. Um, and that was always fun for them. And then we, of course, ate lunch. And then usually the read alouds we did in the um, after lunch, or even if the day got away or I had something else I needed to do after dinner, you know, or on the weekends, bedtime story reading. So that's kind of 
roughly how we tried to schedule our day um, most, most years. Our days were a lot looser. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not a morning person. And so uh, that was the beauty of things for me is that, you know, sometimes we didn't jump in right away in the morning. Sometimes the kids were involved in something that I thought was worthwhile and they could continue to do that. Um, and then we'd start school after lunch. But I think what you will get to know um, how your children work best. So I would I scheduled my day differently for my two children. Um, I might work on math first thing with one and not until the afternoon with the other because of just how they worked and, and you know, when they were best able to do that subject. Um, so, yeah, you can kind of play around with it, find out what works best. <laughs> We did the same thing, you know, take your books to the park and, and let dad help you with the reading at bedtime and, you know, find a groove that works for your family. Yeah, I'll add for high school. That's what we did, Marcy. You know, my kids, my sons, they love to sleep. <laughs> right. they, would, they would sleep till, I, I didn't really care. I didn't care what time they got up. You know, they might sleep till 10 or 11 and they might stay up till two o'clock in the morning doing their schoolwork. And I really didn't care. You know, I was like, as long as it was done, it doesn't matter. It was just kind of getting them prep for college anyway, you know, cause they kind of had to figure out their own time management. So, so yeah, we had right. a pretty loose for high school. Absolutely. If you're coming from a public school environment, I think that's really um, makes a lot of people nervous and it's hard to get your head around the fact that it doesn't have to look the way that it has always looked for you. So um, yeah, I just think you need permission to try things and to see what works best for your family and your school doesn't have to look like a public school, but it also doesn't have to look like any other homeschoolers. It can look like the school that's best for your family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, that you guys pointed out the flexibility and even from year to year. I know in our homeschool life, we have done the same thing. When my daughter was younger, we started earlier. And as she's gotten older, now I just tell her by a certain time, be done. <laughs> and if she wants right. to sleep in and, and wait longer, she can. Mm -hmm. uh, then my son needs a little more one-on-one -on -one attention. So yeah, it's just learning what's going to work best for your child and, and how long that takes, it really is very dependent on the kids too, I think, in your schedule. Right. If it's taking way longer than the time that we recommend, that's when you need to call an advisor. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, kindergarten shouldn't take six hours. Mm -hmm. And if you're finding that that's happening, call us and let us talk you through kind of what's happening and see if we can, you know, whittle that time down into a more reasonable time frame. Yeah, and I think that's a great point, too, that you guys are available throughout the year, not just when people are choosing curriculum, right? So if right. something was working and then isn't working now, you know, they can call you at any point and you guys can walk them through their situation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we do that all day long, you know, and, and there's all you know, <laughs> different reasons, you know, and, the, you know, dynamics change in the home. So we can absolutely sit down um, and just really go through their day, you know, whatever they need, we can, we can gladly help. That's great. Yeah. And then um, kind of back to some of those frequently asked questions. If you are going to reuse a package, like we talked about the first grader and the seventh grader, or even if your kids are closer in age, when that next child comes along, do you need to reorder a bunch of things? Is it just some stuff? What, what types of things do you need to get for that younger child to reuse an older siblings program? Yes, yeah, so you're some of you. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> 
<laughs> you've got some options. Um, you've got some options really. So one is um, you only need to uh, replenish the consumable items, which are the items that the students write in or on, which are like the activity sheets for language arts and science, the math workbooks, the um, handwriting workbooks. One thing to keep in mind with sunlight is that the activity sheets each catalog year, which starts in April, we only carry the current edition and then two years back. So right now we sell 2021, 2020, 2019 only. Um, so you need to kind of think ahead, you know, what you might need. A lot of people order the extra sheets at the same time when they place their current order, just so they have them on hand. Um, the other option, if you, uh, and this is what I did, because I used the same program almost five years later with my second son, is I actually repurchased the new instructor's guides, um, because I liked the changes that Sunlight had made. Um, and of course, I also had to buy new books that were not um, part of the package that were also added since I reused it. Uh, you do get a 50% uh, discount, it's called a repurchase discount, on a new, of the same instructor's guide, if you buy a same, the same one again it'll be a uh, 50% off. So then your second child has like a brand new, you know, 2021 program uh, if you do it that way. And, and then each guide will also include the set of activity sheets. So I think for like 10 extra bucks, you know, you can get a new guide uh, with the sheets as well. Yeah, and how do you, so I always do the repurchase as well, but I end up inevitably missing something <laughs> for my younger child. Uh, could you kind of walk us through like when you are placing that order, if you want to do the repurchase on your IGs, making sure that you don't miss anything, you know, how do you know what you've ordered before and how do you determine what you do need to update for that new child? So the instructor's guide will have a book list in the front, the one that you currently have. Um, and you can go onto the website to the product page for that level and click what's included and compare those book lists to see if there's anything that has changed. You can also use this really neat trick when you click what's included, you can click highlight previously purchased items and it'll show you what you need. So if any of the books have changed, um, you'll just need the books that you don't have to go with that new instructor's guide. Yeah, and you can also um, send us your shopping cart, you mm -hmm. know, which is a great feature. If you're logged in, you know, um, there's a little button at the bottom left, I think it's a little blue button that says have an advisor review it, then you can just um, add a little note and then uh, send it to us right from the cart and we'll reply back to you within one business day because we can access your previous uh, purchases as well. And then we can compare just to make sure you've got, you know, everything you need before you order. Mm -hmm. It makes it really easy too if you organize your older materials um, by grade. So I used to keep everything from one year together and label it with the grade level. So even if it was a workbook that my older child had written in, I would put it in there to remind myself when I got it out again that I needed that workbook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Great. Yeah. And Sunlight does sell those, those labels for each level. So that's something mm -hmm. that I don't think people always know. <laughs> I've seen it uh, in the connections group that sometimes they don't realize that. We do have yeah. them for each level and, and yeah, I'm a big fan of that as well yep. on my bookshelf. Um, and then what is your best advice for determining if your homeschool is legal and if your child will graduate? I know you guys get these questions sometimes and we have people homeschooling all around the world. So what is the, the best resource for people to find that information? You'll want to start. <laughs> I'll take the legal and you take graduation. Okay. <laughs> 
So you'll want to start by finding your state homeschool organization. Each state has its own homeschool law, and they're going to be the experts in your state. So that's the first place to stop to find out what you need to do and whether you have any requirements. Um, that could be different per state. Um, we can help you if you can't find it. I would search something like, you know, your state and then homeschool organization if you're looking for them. And they can help you find out how to do it legally. You can also use the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Um, they go by the acronym HSLDA, and they can also help you with legalities. Yeah, and if you're in Texas, Texas has um, a really good one. It's uh, Texas Homeschool Coalition that um, and just and explains, you know, what you need to do if your kids are in public school and how to withdraw them and get started with homeschooling. Mm -hmm. So as far as um, graduation, Again, you want to look at your state requirements of what you need to teach, you know, at the high school levels to make sure you've you met all your requirements for high school. Um, if they're college bound, what we did is um, our, with my kids, we actually visited the colleges that they were because they kind of had an idea what they wanted to do when they were like freshman, sophomore. We actually they didn't go to those colleges, but like for their major. And then we said, like, this is our plan. Like this is what we're going to you know, do for the high school years. What else would you recommend that we add? Um, so they gave us some really good tips um, on what to, you know, make sure that we, they've got everything for their um, college app. Even if they're going to a trade school, you know, you need to find out what the requirements are for that um, before you grad, before they graduate. Um, Sunlight sells a um, college and career planning kit, uh, which helps uh, walk you through the school, you know, the high school years. I uh, usually recommend about ninth grade. Um, and then they use that all the way through 12th grade. They can actually um, use it as an elective credit because they spend a, a good amount of time walking, you know, walking through the entire program. But it starts off with a book, um, finding a career that fits you. So they can kind of like, you know, uh, maybe hone in on what they might want to do. Um, then they can spell their, spend their whole freshman year and sophomore year just doing that. And then it talks about SATs and PSATs and all that. If they're still doing them, I don't know. And then, you know, also, um, so the parent then does the transcript. Like you actually create the transcript yourself. Sunlight is not a school, so we don't, we don't create it. So you do that and we can help with that. All the advisors, we've all graduated kids. We can give you some ideas on how to do that. And then you have, like, we had a little graduation with like 10 friends and um, like a little diploma, with, like a little ribbon on it that we handed over. So it's just, uh, so the, the transcript is really what's the most important thing. Um, to, uh, to keep in mind. And you want to start those records keeping track when they're freshmen, for sure. Yeah, so make sure you have a plan in place and, and a way to execute that, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and call you guys if anybody has any questions about it. Okay. So you guys have answered a ton of great questions today, and I'm sure there's plenty more that we could talk about. But if people watching have decided that they have very specific questions and they want to talk to you themselves, what is the best way for them to reach out to the advisors? There are three different ways that you can talk to us. You can give us a call. Um, our number is 800-903-1675, um, and you want the advisor option. You can visit us using the live chat pop-out on the website, sunlight.com. So there's this little blue kind of speech bubble that pops up. You can use that, um, or you can shoot us an email. And all of those contact um, avenues are on the website under on the advisor page. I think there's a text option too. I just noticed like oh, a couple yeah, of days ago. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's a little text thing. So there might be a, a, a long day, you know, conversation that might go over a couple of texts. But yeah, we can do that too. Great. Yeah. So anybody could reach you. 
Do you have uh, any additional information or tips or anything that you would like to share before we close out today? I would, I'll probably add that, um, let me see, I wrote it down. Let me see what it was again. Yeah, <laughs> so the instructor guides are, are just guides. Like you have to keep that in mind. It's not, it's not the gospel. Like you can change it, right? You can modify it. You can, you know, edit, you can tweak, delete. You can read more, read less. It's, it's whatever you want to make of it. Don't feel like you have to do every single thing in there because it's too much sometimes. So, so it's okay to, um, you, you know, to give yourself permission not to do everything exactly how it is. Um, and then the other thing was that, um, yeah, like Marcy said, just call us if you have questions, even about the instructor guides, anything that you buy from Sunlight, we can, we'll gladly support, you know, you can call us about anything that you, that's unclear, or um, you might be, um, you know, some questions on an assignment, we can definitely walk you uh, through that. Mm -hmm. I would say the same thing. A lot of times people feel a little bit reticent to call us. They think maybe their question is dumb or, you know, they should know something. Don't assume that. It's okay. We're here to help you. And we've all been where you are. So we know what that's like. And it can be kind of overwhelming when you open that gigantic box full of all these books and it's your first time and you're not really sure what to do. So give us a call. If you are a seasoned homeschooler and you've kind of hit the wall in your planning and you're not really sure where to go from where you are, you know, give us a call. We're here to help you. Um, and the other thing I would say is you can do it. Don't be scared. You can do it. You have help. Yep. Yep. I'll add one last thing. I just thought of this. So the, um, the instructor guides, the big binder, the big blue binder, can be like super overwhelming looking because it's like, oh my gosh, like I've got to finish all this in one year. Like, ah, so um, what I did, I actually took out the weekly schedule, you know, behind tab one and then the, the notes in the back, you know, and put on the clipboard because I had two of those going on. So in my mind, like this is the only thing I had to do what was on this clipboard for the entire week, you know, and it could be even the activity sheets. Sometimes I put those in a little separate little binder, but then um, it was more, um, I guess it was more of a like, oh, this is all I have to do. And then I would put that back at the end of the week and then put the next week on there. So it's just a more manageable in my mind <laughs> that I could get it done. <laughs> right. I think that's a great tip. One week at a time. Yeah. I know for me, I don't even pay attention to days anymore necessarily. I just check off. Okay. We did this. So this is where we'll pick up tomorrow. And, and yeah, if you break it into smaller chunks, I know for me personally, that has made a huge difference. Yeah. Um, Oh, never mind. Just lost the thought. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. You know, um, homeschooling is not all about the academics. You know, there's a huge part of homeschooling that's relationship with your kids. And uh, so I just want to encourage you guys not to forget about that. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in making sure we check all the boxes and do all the things that everybody's just cranky. And, uh, and that relationship piece is so important. And that's what you're going to look back on when you're in the same position as Barbara and me. You're going to look back on that relationship time that you had with your kids. Yeah. And take time off for yourself. You know, you're with your kids all day long, every day, all day. So, you know, it's okay to go out with your girlfriends out to dinner and a husband can take care of the kids at home. <laughs> Just have them in bed by the time you get back, right? <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think you guys shared a ton of useful information and yeah, we'll definitely uh, link the contact information as well so that if anybody wants to give you a call after they watch this, 
and they'll be able to do that. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.